0: Live from our respective homes uh, here, Uh, it is the Detroit Lions preseason game three recap. Myself, Jeremy Reisman and Eric Schlitt here late at night uh, recapping a Eric, a surprisingly entertaining final preseason game there. Yeah, it was
1: I think it was surprising because there were so many positive plays, right? Yeah, like most of the time. When that final preseason game comes around, it's more or less an entire game of what was the fourth quarter, right? Where it's yeah. just like three and out, three and out, bad mistakes, turnover, and you know what I mean. Yep. Um, a lot of guys rested, and it gave extra time to a lot of guys fighting for spots, and a bunch of them showed out. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's I think what made it really fun.
0: Definitely the the main takeaway of this game, but it's interesting because obviously Carolina they they play their starters to start the game. The lines don't, and we see the game start in in a lot of ways, just like the second preseason game ended, where it's just like oh boy, the offense isn't going anywhere. The defense is kind of getting rolled a little bit. It's ten nothing, but at the same time, in the back of your head, you're like okay, but this is the starters going against second and third strings of the lines. You're not really that concerned about it. And then once the starters come off the field for Carolina, it's suddenly like. The field is completely flipped. The lines score 20 unanswered. And like you said, it's I think I think the story that the, the game is we had a bunch of guys on this roster bubble, a bunch of guys that that needed to perform in the final preseason game. And that's exactly what they did. Like there's story upon story upon story, I think, in this preseason yeah. game of triumph. And unfortunately, not all of these guys are going to end up making the 53 man roster. But a lot of them did stuff to put out good tape a lot of them made an argument to make this team's practice squad and that's just i mean on a very basic level that feels good it, it feels good to go out and watch some of these guys make plays with their jobs on the line
1: yeah and and it's and it's not just like it's not just the ones who were on the bubble either it's a couple of guys that i think weren't on the bubble that yeah. that's made some nice plays as well um colby soarsdale for example right sure. colby is moving some bodies around at right guard. And then he opens up the second half at at right tackle. And all of a sudden he's got us questioning how they're going to, uh, assemble their offensive line depth now. Right. right? And it's it's as simple as like a couple of drives from the rookie who's shown a lot of flexibility. And all of a sudden he's thrown a wrench into uh, I think a lot of 53 man projections that the fans will be reading about over the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, I think another one of those guys that wasn't on the roster bubble, but definitely proved something that I think he needed to prove to maybe some Lions fans is Teddy Bridgewater. Right? Um, not, oh yeah. Not a perfect day from him, but looked more like himself. Looked like the veteran, poised quarterback that that the Lions thought they were getting. Um, and and so you know the Lions what score three or four three or four scoring drives while while he's out there. Like that's all you could really yeah. ask for for him. And you know found a little bit of chemistry with some of the guys out there.
1: Yeah, he wasn't I mean, he looked very comfortable. Yeah. And the the thing is is he was going against their the Panthers first team with a bunch of second teamers around him. Right. And he still didn't seem to like rush it too much. Um leads them on a on a on a um, touchdown drive yep. uh with against the Carolina's uh Panthers first team defense. Um and so yeah, I think overall, you know, he's still not the teddy we know yet but he looked you know light years ahead of where he was a week ago and so uh, i i think if there were any questions about you know will he be ready i think those got answered for me so yeah i feel pretty comfortable with him tough uh luck for nate sudfeld yeah. one drive six plays uh versus what was it was an it ankle it looked like
0: it looked like uh, an ankle definitely a leg yeah. injury we're we're recording this before the the press conference with uh with dan campbell so he might have more information but i think i think it's probably safe to say that that an unfortunate situation like that probably takes him off the 53 i mean i don't want to jump to mm-hmm. conclusions here but um he was a guy that was fighting for i think a spot on the 53 maybe a spot on the practice squad and now maybe the like the one tragic story of this game is, is Nate Sudfeld going down. And and I know a lot of lines fans didn't like what they were seeing out of Nate Sudfeld, but you hate to see someone lose an opportunity mm. to fight for his job uh, on, in, in such a pivotal moment.
1: And audition for other teams. Right. Right. Like that was, that was the other thing is he was getting a chance to put some tape out there and, you know, maybe he ends up on the practice squad. I mean, maybe this will, that'll be the best scenario yeah. for a lot of teams. I mean, it's, it's, Bad for Nate because it takes away an opportunity, but at the same time, he could still be employed. And right. we've seen quarterbacks get poached off practice squads all the time. True. Right. I mean, Tim Tim Blau got poached off the practice did, squad. So. Did, you are did you
0: purposely mix up mix up Tim Boyle and David Blau? Because if so, I love it. I will say yes. Uh just, just I'll take the win. Uh, um,
1: but like you know, Martinez didn't look great and yeah. like I don't, I mean, he, I, was he even expecting to play? Like, was that, he even warmed yeah, up? Like, probably knows, not. Right?
0: I, mean, I think, I think this, what this does though, is it makes our jobs a little bit easier. And like, I, I hate to even say that because someone losing their job, but like now it seems yeah. pretty clear the lines are only going to keep two quarterbacks and that's going to free up a roster spot elsewhere. And and I, I think let's springboard that conversation to some of the offensive players that, that performed well. um alongside Bridgewater. I mean, I think we have to start with Craig Reynolds, who I think you and I have been saying like, he's pretty much had the RB three job locked up for, for good. I think this yep. m- more or less confirms that he plays essentially the entire first half
1: looks yeah, pretty again.
0: darn good and and scores the team's first touchdown there uh, on, on a very nice run. Um, mm-hmm. is, I, I guess the question then becomes, are they going to keep a fourth, but um, still you have to, again, it's Craig Reynolds taking advantage of the opportunity he was giving and and, and, kind of putting his foot down, like, this is my job to take. His biggest competition was
1: Jefferson, who got hurt. And so I think that takes it off the table. Benny Snell and the Zigbo uh, flipped spots. Like, if if Benny Snell was really in the mix, in my opinion, he would have started the second half. You know what I mean? But he didn't even start the second half. He didn't even get on the field until late in the third quarter. And so if they were really trying to get a good look at him, in my opinion, they would have given him a look earlier. My
0: well, my my read well, would be like Benny Snell's been around for a while. Like you, he's, yeah. he's played special teams for four or five years. Sure. O- Ziegbo is more of a, a a like. Let's see what he does with the opportunity guy.
1: Yeah, but they didn't do that last week with him. Last True. week they went with Snell, and the didn't even play. So yeah. I, for me, like reading the tea leaves, if you're talking about is he challenging for a spot where he's going to contribute beyond special teams. I think you'd want to get a look at him and uh they didn't. So
0: and and the important uh, thing to remember too is like these are guys that they just picked up off of like oh yeah. they're they're going to slip through waivers. It's not like uh-oh, we can't let go of Benny Snell cuz someone's going to take him off waivers. Like no, he was available 3 weeks ago.
1: Right. I think the receiver room separated a little bit for me. Okay. I think I think Drummond looked yeah. more consistent, which yep. is what we've seen. Great and so diving that catch! Consistency played out right. Like he's he's good in the ways that this offense likes likes to succeed. Yeah, Quick last outs, week, converts right. first. Yeah, last didn't week, see it as much last week. Yeah.
0: Well, last week was I was going to say is the outlier, right? Like he what yeah. he did tonight was what he's been doing all of camp, and what we've been saying all of camp. Um, the 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 one, and I I, I see where you're going with it's like, and then and then I'm sure on Antoine Green separated himself as well. And I think that, that was the ultimate question too, because while Drummond was, was playing better than a guy like Chase Cota, who a lot of people were excited about after last week, Chase Cota was like that big bodied tall outside receiver that the lines don't have a ton of while Dylan Drummond, mm-hmm. I mean, they have, i they have Khalif Raymond. Is, is he, is he, I, I guess redundant, but if you have a guy like Antoine green, who also is that outside receiver, maybe you can justify keeping Dylan Drummond too. Is that, is that where you're headed?
1: Yeah, and like that's what I was talking about last week when I was trying to say he was in for me was because he has that ability to catch the ball and then go. Yeah. And we saw that, right? Okay. I mean, uh Drummond had five catches for 46 yards. Um pretty consistent what we kind of expected about him. Green went three for 97 because of course he had the big 70 yarder. And then Coda went three for 42. Uh, but Coda had eight targets while the other guy while Drummond was five of six and green was three of four. Right. So like, that's a big difference to me. Like Drummond and green, each missed didn't convert one, only one pass that was thrown their way. Coda only caught three of his eight and one, mm-hmm. he dropped really bad in the end zone. Uh, he dropped an, uh, I don't know if you can call it a dropper. It was a tough throw. He probably could have caught it. Even the announcer said they probably could have caught a third down conversion. Um, it just was more, akin to, I think, what we'd seen uh, from him for the majority of camp. And yes, he flashed the last couple of weeks, but I think overall we've seen more consistency out of Drummond and Green than we have out of Coda. And for me, those two separated themselves.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, Let's move the defensive side of the ball here because I think, to me, the biggest conundrum I have now formulating the 53-man roster in my head is the defensive backs, and boy, did they show up in this game. Uh, play, Big play after big play after big play. I, I just tweeted that out after the game. Steven Gilmore finishes with four passes defended, which on itself is incredible for a single game, let alone, you know, he plays half a game probably. Gets that pick six late in the game to put it on ice. Five tackles as well. Chase Lucas, your boy, three tackles, <laughs> three passes defended of his own, including... Maybe the most impressive play of the entire game, that diving interception in the end zone. And then Khalil Dorsey, a guy that I've been kind of talking up this week um, as a guy who is in on a lot of special teams. He he jumped Stephen Gilmore in in terms of reps this week and in this game. He comes out five tackle performance, uh, gets a forced fumble on a very nice tackle right on the ball. And on top of that, does something that I don't even think I expected to see. He returned a kickoff for 62 yards. So it's like. Right. This is, I mean, this is exactly what you want to see if you're to the Detroit Lions, if you're Dan Campbell, if you're, you know, you're trying to figure out these last roster spots. Yeah, it makes your job a heck of a lot harder. But, you know, you got some dogs in that room that are be like, all right, this is my last chance to impress you. I'm going to give you everything I got.
1: Um, I As I was writing the stock report, um, I had Chase Lucas leads the team with three pass breakups. And that was good. <laughs> Until about ten, five, five minutes left in the, yeah. or seven minutes late in the fourth quarter. Right. And then, and then, and then Gilmore got a pass breakup and I was like, oh, all right, now I have to take out team leading. And then like two plays later, whatever it was, he got the pick. So like it was, uh, yeah, it was quick how that, how that that. Gilmore got his and, and I mean, he, his stats piled up in bunches, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Those two that were pretty close, his first two were back to back. Right. Yeah. Um, so. I was happy to see what I saw to Gilmore. I was I, I liked what I saw to Dorsey. I'm still a little hesitant to try and say, I think I don't know if Dorsey's necessarily going to like jump Gilmore or Lucas for me, it's, it's, I I have to think about it a little bit more because I think the body of work for Lucas and Gilmore is better, right? For, for Lucas, I, you know, I've looked, I've been on this train for a while. So I, all, all that pick did was solidify that for me. I I'm feeling very comfortable with, with my stance on him. And so then it just became Is there room for another one of these guys? Because remember when Brad Holmes was talking about keeping a third quarterback, he compared it to outside corner four, which is essentially Stan Gilmore or Dorsey.
0: Right. right. That's what Dan said, right?
1: Yeah. Did I, uh, you said Brad Holmes. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jeez. It's, it's midnight. I apologize. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. That's what uh, Dan Campbell said. Yeah. Yeah. And um so, like, if they were debating keeping corner four versus quarterback three, well, I think tonight may have solidified that, right? Like, right. and then it is—is is it Gilmore? Is it Dorsey? Um, you know, you know. I know not everyone is on board the Chase Lucas fan club, but that's okay. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with where I'm at, and I think that pick was, was. Uh, I agree. Probably the best play of the night.
0: <laughs> I, I think an interesting part to bring into this conversation, too, is like, what do you do with Ifatou Milifan? One? Because he, he yeah. didn't play in this game. Do you risk only rolling three safeties with some guys that, you know, like Will Harris and obviously, um, you know, Brian Branch that could potentially drop back to safety? Do you maybe roll three safeties so that you can fit one of these corners on the roster or you Chase Lucas on the roster? Um, it, it's one of those conversations that they're going to have, because if I mean, we're in year three of iffy here and it's mm-hmm. just injury after injury after injury at some point you have to look at a guy and be like i don't think i can trust you to be healthy during the season and if i can't do that i can't have you on my 53 and i'm not saying they're they're there with if yet i we've talked a lot about ify this offseason and how how many how much strides he's made in special teams how much how much right. strides he's made at safety but these are the kind of discussions you that you have to have when you're making a 53 man roster can i trust you to even be available on game days and I'm not sure if he has earned that that benefit of the doubt.
1: I don't want to give too much away on my 53, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of pre-wrote some stuff. Yeah. Um thinking like about what might they do with Iffy because I knew he wasn't gonna play. Yeah. And I, I just feel like a, a lot of what you said is the athletic talent, the he's showing well at safety, showing well on special teams. Um it almost makes me feel like he's a guy that is worth trying to sneak through and then IR you know what I mean yeah and so um I I don't know how significant his injury is but when I was ahead of this game I was saying I was I had him as an in but with the qualifier that I expect him to go on to IR and then I had another guy that was getting cut coming back but which guy that is? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going. I'm <laughs> going to leave that a, a, a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Um, no, that's an inter- interesting I, I idea think, too. Yeah. Because
0: IRs are only four weeks. To remember now, it's not right. it's not the six or the eight or whatever it used to be. Yeah. It's only four weeks, which is not the the lines can weather that storm, right? Not having if if Milafanu on the roster for four weeks.
1: Yeah, and if he, even if they have if they stick with just three safeties with Garter Johnson, Walker, and Joseph. Yeah. You still have Will Harris that is familiar with safety in an emergency. Chase Lucas has gotten a couple reps at safety in an emergency. So, like it's not like they're barren out there. Um, they have emergency options. Right. And then like,
0: uh, probably stick Brandon Joseph's on on the practice squad, right?
1: Yeah, that's where I was going. And yeah. then you add Joseph and probably Brady Breeze True. onto the practice squad. Yeah. And then you have an option as an emergency option as an elevation as well. So I do think you can live with three. Uh, while if he is healing, the question is, is how significant of an injury does he right. have? I don't think we know the answer to that. I don't think we're going to know the answer to that before we do our 53s. And so I'm kind of on that sneak them through, put them on the IR train right now. And, uh, but the, the conversation with the secondary makeup, it did get a lot more complicated with Gilmore and Dorsey showing up for me. Cause they were on that right on that border for me
0: there there hasn't been a ton of drama on the defensive line um you know there's there's the James Houston stuff that that I'm not going to get too much into <laughs> it, but I I know there are a lot of Lions fans that were concerned about the fact that he was out there at the end of the game which I think part of it is is telling part of it is obviously Julian Julian is injured as well uh, they, at the end of this game
1: they only played three edge rushers it that was it three they had Houston and both Aquaras. That was it. I didn't see it. I didn't see Kaminsky or Pascal. Did you? Yeah.
0: No. They, I mean, they had so, like they had Corey Durden playing on the edge. They had well, Levi well, playing a little bit on the edge.
1: Yeah, I think they ended up having to start using some of their three techniques yeah. out there because they just didn't have they only dressed three edge guys.
0: That that is I I it didn't click for me until now, and that, that Josh Pascal didn't play, which is which must must say a lot about where they think he's at, right? Oh yeah, he and, looks and, great. and I'm right. He does look great. Um, and so that's that's telling. That's good for, you know, obviously a guy that that is coming back from injury. Another guy that was coming back from injury that looked pretty darn good in this game, albeit I would say pretty limited. I don't I don't think he played more than maybe two quarters in this game. Levi owns a I thought he had oh, a, yeah. a fantastic <clears throat> game. Um, Might not be yeah. there on the on the stat sheet very often, but he had that tackle for loss on the screenplay. And then the very next play, he almost gets a sack. Um, quarterback hit, yeah, yeah. He, he tells that quarterback hit, and so you know, after disappearing a little bit in game two, to see him bounce back with a, a, a solid game three, it uh, we we fit five interior defensive linemen on the last roster projection, and mm-hmm. I I'm going to spoil it. I don't think I'm going to change that. Um, the the one guy to me that hasn't been showing up lately is Broderick Martin, and you're not going to cut him. I think he's a guy that you expect to develop for a very long time. In the meantime, having a guy like Benito Jones, who I think continues to play pretty well, played early in this game and taken out late, which is always a sign that he's high up there on the reps. And then Levi starting to show flashes again. I think those are your, your five. And um, you, you, maybe you, you probably feel a lot better about that five than you did maybe two months ago when everyone was dying for this team to take an interior defender in the draft.
1: This is I I haven't wrapped my head around what's going on with this just yet, but I don't know why Isaiah Bugs is played in the second half of that it. was weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me unless there is something going on because it's often times like this, yeah, where we all think somebody like Bugs is locked in right and then all of a sudden it's like oh that's weird he's playing in the second half of the last preseason game that's unusual and then he ends up like on the bubble or he's not starting anymore and then all of a sudden we look back and we're like oh that makes sense why he was maybe playing and i wonder if there's something going on there with bugs because bugs has played in all three preseason games he's playing in the second half is Benito Jones playing well enough to jump him is I mean, cause I don't think Broderick is, no. but I mean like bugs looked like a guy who was pretty consistently there. And then all of a sudden, I mean, maybe he just needed reps and they're like, let's put him in, in the second half because that's the least likely chance he'll get injured. <laughs> and then he kind of does. Right. But like, it's very unusual. And I, and and these are the kind of like things that that like stand out to me and, and, I wonder if we're gonna look back on this four days from now and be like
0: Oh I, I would be shocked if if anything's up told. with him. I would absolutely be too. I, I think I think it's worth pointing out what we were just saying about the edge position though, right? Like they were kicking some interior guys to the exterior. And well, maybe they but just it, needed more interior guys.
1: That's maybe yeah, it's true, but I mean, the only thing I can think is that maybe Benito took off his pads because a lot of the guys who played in the first half and got pulled early, took their pads off at halftime. Like you saw Tracy Walker, not wearing pads and stuff like that. in the second, you could see him on the sideline and he started. So like maybe Benito shed his pads and, and bugs was like, well, I haven't played yet. So I'll just keep my pads on in case I get a rep or something. But like, again, Why's Benito shedding his pads and bugs? Not nah, I don't even know if Benito did. I don't. I mean, maybe yeah. Benito played and I just didn't notice it. Um, but my point, I guess, is is that I I do wonder why he's playing, and maybe there's a legitimate reason, like he just needs they just need we to get a series in or something. Like yeah, maybe he maybe he requested to play. I don't know. Right. But it's one of those things where there's a little red flag that pops up in the back of my head and says. <laughs> Is there something going on here that we don't that we aren't seeing? That because we're taking advantage, we're taking for granted the fact that we've all penciled him in or put him in in pen as a starter.
0: I think you're crazy. For your uh, uh, no, but, look, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, no.
1: Look, I, I'm not. I'm not cutting them. I'm not yeah, putting them yeah. on the outs. Uh, I'm not even taking them out of the starting lineup in right. in my projection. But. These are the things that go welcome to my world, right? This is these yeah. are the things yeah. that go on in my head sure. where I'm like
0: no, I it's 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 a curious thing and it you know we got it scare too, right? Bugs got injured at at some point in this game and you're just like right. I think everyone's like, "Wait, he's out there? What's yeah. going on there?" And so it, it it's it's fair to just wonder about what was going on there, but I don't think there's necessarily concern there. I
1: don't. I just again it's um, one of those things that jump out at you. What oh, so more before we move away from defensive tackle yeah, Durden yeah.
0: played very well. Oh, right. Like that bull rush yeah. was one of, one of On the, the most right impro- tackle. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, just destroyed he did, that guy. Not, yeah.
1: And, and Durden had a couple other plays too. He did. He like, um, he got hand up with the sack. He ended, uh, he ended up having a couple of pressures. I think he had five tackles overall as well. Um, and so, Dirt spent a guy who in game two started getting some run in, in the first half of game two. And so this is a guy who's all of a sudden starting to creep up, starting to make, you know, get into conversation again. I don't know if he's necessarily talking, you know, ready to break into the 53, but this is a guy who's probably going to be really high on their, uh, get to the practice squad type of, uh, you know, conversation. So, uh, Dirt, there's something there, and and it's it's worth
0: developing. The the last thing I had is just what an utter disappointment it it was at least from my point of view. Who would just like completely? I'm I'm done talking about the kicker battle. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> it's clearly Riley Patterson's job, and then he comes out and doinks a 53 yarder off the crossbar, and comes up short, and then goes and misses an extra point late in the game. Uh. I I mean, I'm with you in what you wrote in stock report where it's like, it still feels like this is over because they didn't even give poor Parker Romo an opportunity. I don't know if Parker Romo kicked a a field goal or an extra point in the past two games. Um, No, he did not. Yeah. And so it's clear what their preference was. But Riley Patterson, like they handed this job on a platter for Riley Patterson. And it's like he's the guy who who's taking the birthday cake or the wedding cake to the wedding and dropped it on the, on the bride and groom. It's just like, what? <laughs> and, and listen, I, I still think that I still think Riley Patterson is going to be their guy, but he like what an inauspicious way to end the preseason where you're just like, great. Now I have no confidence in our kicker, no confidence in our kicker.
1: It's a heck of an analogy you made there, by the Thank way. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. They only scored seven points last week. So it, and that's absolutely. Uh, yeah. Romo has not played since week one. So, I, I I mean, everything says it's Riley Patterson, and they're just going to deal with whatever he does at this point. You know, He, miss, he misses one out every three kicks. That's just kind of how it goes right now. <laughs>
0: <All> <laughs> Hopefully
1: right. that cleans up.
0: Yeah, it, it's and it's so disappointing because the rest of special teams has been so good. It feels like anyone they throw back for a punt or a kick return is going to return it for at least 40 yards. And that's Could just they- the kicking. <laughs>
1: could they pull the john and cut them both
0: <laughs> oh boy let's not <laughs> let's not even think about that let's wrap things think- up there we're wrapping yeah. things up no we're not we're not <laughs> we're not even putting that out there uh, but eric thanks for thanks for joining uh, me here late at night thank you all for listening uh, hopefully on the saturday morning if you haven't already go to predatory.com where eric and i will both have separate 53-man roster predictions. We've been doing them together. Now we're going our separate ways so that we can see who's smarter by the time uh, the 53-man roster actually drops, Uh, which is on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So that's when all the cuts need to be in by. we will have you covered along the entire way with our our cuts tracker, our, our 53s, all sorts of predictions and fun stuff over on the website. But until then, for Eric, I'm Jeremy. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys in a few days.